When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and took counsel together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be a tumult among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive ointment. And she poured it on his head as he sat at table. But when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, What she has done will be told in memory of her. Our Lord announces his death once again to his disciples who do not understand and will not accept it. And then comes this woman. She remains nameless, although she's often associated with Mary Magdalene. She comes, seemingly out of nowhere, with a jar, an alabaster jar, of ointment, nard, expensive, we are told. And notice what she does, we are told in St. John's Gospel. She breaks the jar and pours it on him. She doesn't do what you or I might do. She doesn't pour it out drop by drop, as if to emphasize by the slowness of the giving the generosity of the giver. She just breaks it and pours it on him all at once. It's just one of these wild acts of giving out of love. He says it's to anoint him for burial. But the disciples object. Led by Judas, we are told in St. John's Gospel. They object that this ointment might have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Judas is the one who knows how much Judas fixes a price on it, 300 denarii. Remember, one denarius was the average pay of a working man for a single day. This was no ordinary smell number five. This was an expensive perfume. We are told that Judas could have cared less about the poor. He was just a thief and wanted the money for himself. But our Lord loves this woman the way she gives herself, again, so wildly and extravagantly. Because the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. And then he says, I think the the closing line is so beautiful, truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her, even though no name is given to her here. She's supposed to symbolize, as always, us, you and me, But notice what happens immediately after that. Then one of the twelve, 
who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. He didn't get what he wanted. He was denied that. So he would go and find it in another way by betraying our Lord. This may have been the straw that broke the camel's back for him, being denied this much money. In any event, this woman has done a great thing. So for a few moments, we will remain here with the Lord. And we, like this woman, in a wild act of giving, will pour out our hearts to him, knowing that we will receive far more than we have given. have given them bread from heaven. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you have given us this sacrament as a memorial of your suffering and death. May we who worship your body and blood come to know the mystery that it signifies and the peace of the kingdom. May we live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.